0: Hello, and welcome back to the Brennan Book Blog. I am your host, Kate Brennan, and today we give you Episode 8, April Fools. No cheap tricks here, folks, just a good old-fashioned opportunity to buoy your confidence by observing how inept other people are. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this collection of characters who have made poorer life choices than you have.
1: You Should Have Known by Jean Hanf Korlitz
0: As my uncle would say, what's with all the haters? The phenomenon I've observed surrounding this book is like a blind date with poor expectation management. You can't enter the date expecting to meet an Ivy League Pulitzer Prize-winning author who has an upcoming show of photography at MoMA, and then be disappointed to realize that he's actually a Hopkins alum award-winning surgeon who has a short work of poetry coming out in the fall. Both are completely viable prospects. Here's what I've pieced together in trolling reader reviews of this book. People thought they were going to read Gone Girl, but ended up reading You Should Have Known because their covers are both black with red and white writing. I'm not being obtuse here, seriously. I really believe that people went in expecting a different book and were disappointed when it wasn't what they expected. That said, as a result, the book has gotten a lot of flack it doesn't deserve, and I am here to set the record straight. The book has a great premise. A New York City therapist, on the cusp of releasing her advice book, You Should Have Known, Why Women Fail to Hear What the Men in Their Lives Are Telling Them, can't locate her husband. Aptly, the metaphorical coffee tables, which no doubt feature her new book, have turned, and now the therapist is flailing to keep the finely woven thread of her life, family, and practice from unraveling at her fingertips. Oh, and guess what? It isn't Gone Girl. Just like kittens and lions are both feline, but no one is going to the shelter, picking up a lion, and then wondering why they wake up dismembered. The book is engaging in its own right. With its domestic tone and New York City know-how, it's a little like Before I Go to Sleep meets Accelerated meets HBO's In Treatment. And the main character isn't perfect. Why would we want to read about perfect people? I want to read dynamic characters who are a genuine reflection of real life. Because guess what? I'm not perfect, and neither are you. Either you readily agree with that statement or you didn't, automatically marking you with a superiority complex and therefore also, ha, not perfect. But then, you should have known.
1: The Husband's Secret by Leanne Moriarty.
0: Leanne Moriarty, why are you so good? I had intended to write my first Moriarty post on her quixotically readable What Alice Forgot. But then I read The Hypnotist's Love Story, and while I was hemming and hawing, somehow this title traveled with me to North Carolina last week. And 400 some odd pages later, it's all done. Oh, the joy of finding an author. While discovering a series is rewarding, the series will inevitably end. Except for maybe Janet Ivanovich's Stephanie Plum novels. An author, though, one who churns out butter and novels? Well, she'll be your literary guide for years. What do I read? Oh, Leanne Moriarty has a new book. Done. The Husband's Secret weaves together a composite of flawed characters as they trudge through the muck of their lives. They aren't flashy people. They aren't evil people. They aren't perfect people. They are people. Complex, flawed, pathetic, depressed, joyful, vulnerable, confused, searching people. You know, like people in the real world. To set up the plot is arbitrary. The husband has a secret. We've garnered that much from the title. Moriarty executes the tale with her signature flair. Here are her writing staples. Number one, there is a secret which the reader ultimately constructs through a series of tiny puzzle pieces which are revealed chapter by chapter, character by character. Inevitably, you want to read on. Number two, and here is what makes Moriarty's writing so brilliant, humanity. Her characters are grossly, shamefully, quirkily human. She seamlessly shifts perspectives between characters and in their thoughts, she reveals the anxiety and the excitement and the terror and the pleasure of what it means to be human. Moriarty employs no magic, no fantasy, no smoke and mirrors. And yet somehow, as the smoke clears in the final pages, the reflection is magical nonetheless.
1: Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn
0: Now we can talk about Gone Girl. There are books that get a lot of hype that are not worth the attention. And then there are books that get the hype because they deserve it. Gone Girl falls into the latter category. I'll be honest, I eschewed Gone Girl for a year because I thought it fell into that overrated books for people who don't read much and need a cheap thrill category. After a while though, the hype was hard to ignore. So I caved and devoured it within a few days. When I think of Gone Girl, I imagine a perfectly wrapped present with mysterious contents. Cause you receive it months from your birthday. What could it be, you idly wonder on a fine afternoon spring walk, and then you return to find your house and your kitchen covered in blood, your living room a wreck, and your wife is missing. Gone Girl walks the fine line of introducing characters that I don't necessarily like, but want to read about anyway. I feel like it takes the mystery genre in a new direction. It's modern, domestic, and psychological without being hackneyed, precious, or cliché. Normally, it's clear who the good guy is. Having to decide whose side to take adds a layer of depth that doesn't always exist in the mystery slash psychological thriller genre. So as it turns out, the whole bestseller thing might actually hold some clout. Disclaimer, you'll probably wanna be single or in a good solid relationship when you read this one, cause this gives the whole till death do us part thing an entirely new meaning.
1: The Couple Next Door, by Sherry LaPena.
0: Should you eat chocolate cake? Maybe not. Is it extremely satisfying when you do? Of course. The Couple Next Door provides your sugar fix. Is it going to provide you nutrition? Probably not. But it is so satisfying, you may just want another helping. I got this book as part of my Book of the Month trial last night. I finished it this afternoon. Need I say more? Quintessential suspense at its best, with all the twists and turns of a classic whodunit, the couple next door profiles Anne and Marco, newbie parents who leave their infant sleeping at home while they attend a dinner party next door. Can you guess where this is going? I tried at several turns, but there was always another curve in the road. I did the classic, I'll just finish this chapter move, but then my eyes would start scanning the next page. 300 pages later, LaPena kept this taut novel pinging until the final sentence. Will there be a sequel? If so, I'll definitely be reading it. If not, she wrote a killer ending.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Brennan Book Blog Podcast, episode eight, April Fools. I'm the sound engineer for the podcast, Daniel Eddie Williams. It is tripod month in the podcast world. So if you like this podcast, please share it with your fellow bibliophiles. Or if you have another favorite podcast, please share it to expand the podcast community. We here at Brendan Book Blog are fans of the following fabulous podcasts. Stuff You Should Know, Homecoming, Hidden Brain, Thank You Ten, and Devising. If you can't wait to get your hands on your next compulsively readable book, check out brennanbookblog.tumblr.com, which features some titles that haven't even been released yet. Until next time, Brennan BookBlog encourages you to keep calm and read on. Brennan Book Blog is a faculty feature on WOCU, the official podcast channel of Oklahoma City University's BA, Theater, and Performance program. Executive producers are Mark Parker, Brian D. Parsons, and Gregory DeCandia. Brennan Book Blog, episode eight, April Fools, was written and hosted by Kate Brennan with producing engineer Daniel Eddie Williams. Brennan Book Blog's theme was composed by Kate Brennan. All additional compositions are by Nathan Schills from OCU's adaptation of The House of Atreus. All episodes of Brennan Book Blog are streaming on wocu.online and available via your favorite podcast streaming service brennan book blog reminds you to keep calm and read on